Neely, I have two problems. What are those? I really love the show on professional development, and I have a big blank spot on my chest where my shirt is. First of all, the first one doesn't sound like a problem. I mean, it's so much love, I can't contain it. And you also have, what, a blank spot on your chest? Yeah, where my shirt is. You you never grew chest hair? Obviously not. (laughs) Oh, I know what you should do. You should go to this link in the show notes and get an unprofessional development t-shirt. Yes, that sounds like exactly what I needed for this premise. So boys and girls, we have t-shirts. We have magnets. We have buttons. Show your unprofessional love. That way you'll get to know who your fellow unprofessionals are when you're walking down the hallway and go, oh, you listen to that too? Be an unprofessional representative. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a fantastic episode of Unprofessional Development. I'm Tedesco. And I'm Mealy, and today we have with us two guests, a, a couple. There we go. So we've got with us Danielle and Andre Dowdy. They are education podcasters. They have a YouTube channel. They speak. They do all sorts of stuff. And we're going we're gonna to find out a lot about that. And since there's a couple, I decided with my prompt to kind of do like, um, I always have different prompts for the, doing your education journey rather than just reading off like a timeline or resume or whatever. Make it fun. So hit us with like the rom-com that has been um that you can describe your education journey and if you can throw in your like your couple cute meat and whatever else you got going on there as well that that would be awesome so go ahead take over okay i think our is it a rom-com it's some holiday movie yes drumline uh-huh with uh nick cannon mm-hmm. oh yeah eldana lindo jones mm-hmm. i would say for well, I don't want to speak for you. Go ahead. <laughs> As the main <laughs> character, that that's Andre. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really marches to the beat of his own drum. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. He found me in the process. Yeah. 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 And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and honestly, we both went to an HBCU, just like in the movie Drumline. Okay. I was on the Drumline. I had a scholarship. But you could read music. Yes, I could read music and compose <laughs> and do those things. So, And so then from there, where do we go in terms of education and how you got like to where you, to where you are now? You, you, you were both education majors at... Um, no? Not at all. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to be the next. Oh, shout out wonder. and shout out the HBCU specifically. Oh, absolutely, yes. Langston like University. University. All, okay. All okay. Yeah, it is the only uh, HBCU here in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, cool. Some famous alum would be Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dr. May Jameson, who is was she an astronaut? I believe. I think she was Yeah. Jennifer Hudson. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Who was also in the choir at Langston University. Chad okay. Coleman. Bessie Coleman. That's who it was. Bessie it was Coleman. not. It was not May James. Okay. It was Bessie Coleman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chad Ochocinco. Oh yeah. Yeah. Football, Langston right. As well. Were any of them there when you were there? Did you Did you know any of them specifically? Or I no? did not know Jennifer, but she was there during our time, and okay. a lot of people in the choir knew Jennifer Hudson. Right. Right. And she left and went back to Chicago to be in music. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I was going to be Stevie Wonder. Nice. I have the CD. I'm the musician. Right. Uh, I can sing. I have, at time at that time, my girlfriend was uh, singing on the tracks with me and some other great singers from there. Uh, but 
you you're just not gonna make a jazz CD in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, I'm not known there was for no the market for it. I don't think that the the jazz scene in Oklahoma is is, is known now. <laughs> there was not a market for Utah, it. Utah, Utah obviously loves jazz because their basketball team is the Jazz. But <laughs> <not really. laughs> so, yeah. but, but anyway, so they basically told me I would have to move to Nashville, Atlanta, mm-hmm. New York. Yeah, uh, or start playing country music. Exactly, <laughs> and and honestly, that's what they said. They said, you know. uh if you were Garth, if you were Reba, right. we could play it. And even the studios that they had there at that time were mm-hmm. set up more for acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and not jazz. Yeah. So um, I still was like, I can do this. But right. I also had, you know, a young family at the time. And I was like, I'm going to stay being a teacher and then just use that music part while teaching elementary students. Okay. Okay. And so that, that was kind of my journey. I was actually a journalism major. Okay. Um, worked in the field for, um, I don't know, two or three years. Um, decided to stay home with my family because that life is not conducive to family life. Yeah. So while I was staying home with my children, I was inspired, um, just seeing how they, um, learned and developed. And also, um, of course, Andre was in the classroom and his mother was a principal. And, and so I decided to go back to school to get my master's degree in early childhood education. And so that was my pathway. Okay. So you kind of saw it and then wanted to do it. Yeah. We, we've had a, a number of guests and we, we brought up the topic before of uh, it's always great to, to hear people whose initial plan was not to be a teacher like land in the classroom because you wind up bringing in so much else and so much of a different life experience and so much of a different attitude towards academics. Definitely. Definitely. Than just the people who, you know, grew up academic obsessed and, and and wanting to get into that, that classroom. Yeah. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but but it's definitely awesome. I I, I believe in the, you know, it takes a village mindset. Right. And I think it's great for students to have that kind of variety. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the coolest things was like she would come to this classroom and she would read to the, to the students, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as educators, you know when somebody's got it. Yes. Like you can feel it, you can see oh. it, you know the presence. She's got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can see that, that connection with the kids and you go, okay, that's, that, that's the person there. Yes. She had them eating out of her hand. Yes. Like, yes. I that's that's fun to see. And, and done. Like 19 other things, ran all of the copies, called all of the parents. She had that room so engaged, in control, going, like learning. And I was like, uh, she's got it. She, and even now, I mean, she's, she's got that still. So that's I'm a, glad that she made that change. Because that's awesome. She's helping so many others because you can just tell. Yeah. And I definitely believe that there's, Obviously, you can get better and there's things that you can learn and techniques and skills and practices. But if there isn't that core there, it's, you know, I can say, well, you need to do this or do this. And here's some techniques to get, you know, whether it be classroom management or engagement or whatever it is. But if it's not, if you don't have that personality that just connects with the kids and just can also can have that presence in the room, it's just going to be terrible. I hate that time when I see someone and I like I let go. I go by. Oh God, that's like that's just a, <laughs> just a train wreck there. You know, like I, 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 I feel like, for them. It's like any sport, right? There are some people who play basketball mm-hmm. and 
it becomes so effortless for them. Yes. And you see them and you're like, they are great. Now they're still doing the work. They're still at the gym. They're still practicing. Mm-hmm. They're still yeah. doing the routines. Right. Studying like, film, all that right. stuff. Right. But they are just so much greater. And then there are people who have to do all of that. And they're really good. Right. But they're just not Steph Curry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm Go. curious about uh, something, though. So Amelia and I have talked before about how we think that there should be a support group for uh, the the spouses and families of like first year educators. Uh, and like, oh, that is great. <laughs> Cause you're just, you're just an absentee spouse at that point. And you guys are both educators, like both putting in those long hours. So mm-hmm. like, what do you think are, are some of the pros and cons of, of being married to fellow educator? Yeah. Oh. Um, listen, definitely <laughs> yeah. a pro. <laughs> Andre being an educator, he is a tech guru. So <laughs> nice. It's good to know one. I yes. would be I would be at work and I would call and he's like, What help do you need? Mm-hmm. He's like, You're not saying <laughs> You're not saying hello. How yeah. are you doing today? Not calling to say I love you, baby. I'm no. thinking about you. No. You're I'll, on my mind. Can I get some sugar? None of that. No, no, oh, no not call. not asking you if you want your favorite no, meal for, my for dinner. Smartboard has flipped upside down. Exactly. And I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. <laughs> why is my screen vertical and not, not horizontal? Yeah. How yeah. do I change this student from this Google classroom? Yeah. 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 That that's number one. Um secondly, he is just um a wealth of knowledge. I feel like I can just bounce ideas off of him. He mm-hmm. knows what I'm talking about. Um just offers a very refreshing perspective on situations that happen. Mm-hmm. School setting. Yeah. yeah. And I think I love that because our dynamic is that different where mm-hmm. I have been in the educational game for a while before she jumped in. Mm-hmm. So when she finally jumped in, I was like, no, now that I've been in this game 15 years, this, 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 these are the essentials. Yes. Don't worry about those things there. This is where your focus should be. Being from an administrative lens, mm-hmm. I can give the why behind certain decisions that were made. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm confused here and here. What's going on? And I'm like, okay, I get it from the teacher perspective, but from the admin perspective, this, 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 this. And what percentage of the time is the admin perspective? We want to avoid a lawsuit and we want to avoid being on the news. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, yeah. Or sometimes it's just, I get it. That's for your school. But there's 18 other schools that deal with different things. Yeah, that's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah, the reason why we got to close school during the uh, Nor'easter that happened. Right. It's not because your school has all the parent pickup riders and bus riders. But what about the three other schools who are neighborhood schools and they walk to school? Yeah. You want them out in negative uh, wind chill temperatures? Right. Uphill both ways. There you go. Builds character. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. With no shoes on. Because, you know, yes. we got to, the old generation used to say that as well. <laughs> uh, right. But sadly, there are, there are some, some of our students and our communities and our families who that is their story. Right. Yeah. When, right. And that's like one of the things we share on social media as well. Yeah. Uh, explaining that perspective that some of the parents, some of these teachers, some of the newer teachers, who may not understand, um, giving them that, those yeah. reasonings, that's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So those are some of the pros, and I love that. Any cons? Yeah, we go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my con would be we're always talking shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just I want to turn it off and just talk us, talk kids. Like we can be at a dinner, we'll go out to eat and finally get away. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, I mean, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And so here I am trying to cake. You know, I'm trying to right. give that romance. Like, hey, beautiful, how you doing? And she's like, let me tell you about my day. And then we're talking <laughs> shop for the next 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. To me, it's that's like- probably one of the biggest kinds where I wish that we could just turn it off at times. Mm-hmm. But the way both of our brains works, we're always trying to think of better ways to serve, to help. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you go out like on a Friday night with some of your teacher friends, you're just going to like, we're going to grab a drink. We're not going to talk about it. Three minutes later. Let me tell you about George. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, well, I, I can't. I'll be watching like Squid Game or I'll be like sitting in church and the preachers preach and I'll be like, oh, I could I could. That would work for this <laughs> lesson. You know? Yes. <laughs> I understand. Or when no. that epiphany hits and you right. try to figure out how to do X, Y, and Z or how to balance or how to move this and right. then it just hits you at any given time. Yes. yes. Now you got to talk it out with somebody because it's finally, yeah. Yeah. That talking yeah. shop is it. Yeah. 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 So that, that I, I can see that being being um, a challenge. And, um, and what about, are there any times where you have philosophical differences that you go round and round with the same um, thing where Danielle has like, I think this about, I don't know, homework or testing or um, whatever it is. And and you feel differently. Are there any topics like that? Or are you mostly in agreement? I think we're mostly in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I literally um, value everything that he says because mm-hmm. he has so much experience. Uh... I'm not. I'm, I'm blessing. Yeah, yeah, I'm blessing. <laughs> so I think we, we pretty much uh, agree on yeah most things. But I will say a con since he is so brilliant and popular, excellent in his craft, that people pull at him all the time. They want him uh-huh. for different things. So that's a that's a con for me. Okay. When you're a teacher and you're good at your job, you get to do this awesome thing where you get to do other people's jobs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get lots of hats. Lots of hats. Yes. Right. And, and I'm grateful for all those opportunities. Uh, mm-hmm. That balance is one of the things that I that I struggled with at first mm-hmm. because so often you you want those opportunities. Right. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no. Really be helpful, and then once those opportunities come, it stretches thin. Mm-hmm. So I remember several times coming home at 1 a.m. off of a flight, Oof. but at 6 in the morning, we got to get up to get ready for basketball Oof. practice with the kids or go here, go there. Um, and just really trying to find that balance mm-hmm. of how can I best serve her as a husband, as my best friend, but then mm-hmm. also as a colleague in education. Yeah. 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 I think we've got that balance pretty pretty solid now it's getting there yeah 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 it's always it's it's always a work in progress yeah so i guess this is kind of related i don't know so we've we've talked a little bit about there so what is something and you guys can answer individually something that 
you believe maybe when you first started off as a teacher and now as you've been in it a while and you've learned some things and you've seen some things, you go, you know what? I used to think that, but now I'm like, I have a different attitude about certain things. So, so go ahead. Hmm. I used to think teachers slept at the school. (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? When you were a kid? When I was a kid, yes. I just thought that's what teachers did. They, they stayed at school all the time. Absolutely. I I tell my students that seeing a teacher outside of school is like seeing a bear outside of the zoo. Yes. You just, you want to lie down and play dead and you hope it goes away. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And then when you see them like at a Walmart and Target and then you make eye contact with them and they make eye contact with you and you're like, wait, you're here? (laughs) (laughs) You shop here? Of course I shop there. You eat? Yeah. Like food? (laughs) Yes. No, but seriously, I, I did think that um, all teachers really cared for every student mm. in it for the students. And um, now being in the field, um, I realize that's not true. Yeah. So that's a hard um, lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it just, it, it made me, uh, I feel like a better teacher because I wanted to do what was best. Mm-hmm. So it, made, it pushed me even harder. Yeah. What what grade level do you teach, Danielle? Um, well, now I am an instructional coach. For, okay. For elementary school. But, but I, elementary school. Okay. Yes, yes but I was in uh, second grade. For yeah. Years. Okay. That's an adorable age. Oh, it is. Yes. It is fun. Yes, it uh, is. The students that come and talk to you about that teacher that doesn't care for the, for the other students. And I don't know if some of your second graders would come back as fifth graders and go, I've got so-and-so and they are mean and they are da 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 And when I was first in the beginning, I was always like, you're talking about my family here. You don't talk about the other teachers. Like, and I would just be like, I would come to the defense of every single teacher and say, you shouldn't talk bad about your teachers. And I've recently realized that I can't do that anymore and be genuine. Right. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't won't throw the other teacher under the bus or say anything. I'll try and help the kid navigate because I realize that in life we have to navigate um, supervisors, bosses, neighbors that like we have that aren't, you know, the best my, but, my responses usually when kids come up to me with those stories is I just say, well, what happened? And then uh-huh. I explained, I said, and how did you feel? Yes. And then I usually say, well, that sounds frustrating. And that's pretty much my general reaction okay. to it all. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say the teacher's bad because uh, it, it's 50-50, honestly. But, right. you know, it, they were frustrated in the moment. And yeah. like and other times it's important. But right. I was gonna say, there's definitely times where the teacher, where the, where the kid is like completely in the wrong, and it's like, no, you were actually like acting a fool, and if you weren't like standing on the table and um about to jump like out of a window, they wouldn't have had to scream at you so that you didn't die, so that they were screaming to you because they didn't want you to hurt. Where's the or... first floor window? God. Yes, <laughs> I do try to get the information. Yeah, but but yeah. but there are some teachers that I know, like the slam the door in your face when the bell rings teacher like if the are you not familiar with this andre like literally the kids walking down the hall he's making a face and the kids walking down the hall and the bell rings i if i see you and the bell rings 
Like you're coming in. I, you know, yeah. I'm not shutting the door and sending you to like go get like a late note. But there are teachers that are like, as soon as that bell rings, they shut the door and they lock it. Like go get a go get a note from the office. And I'm like, do you not want the kid to learn? Like you know, like I understand we want like kids to be on time and to learn, you know, responsibility. But like they're That's literally Old Testament philosophy of education. Yes, like. I, I would hate for you when you went to go buy dinner tonight, you know what I mean? To be like, like in the parking lot and then like someone see you get out of your car and then they go, oh, no, what? No, we're going to shut the door because it's like, you know, 801 and we, we're, we're, we're done serving right now. Like, like, how would you feel about that? Like, you're like, no, you saw me. I just want to buy food. Like, I've I been a server and people have come in at 801 and I've wanted to lock the door on them. I'm I, not going to lie. I, I understand that too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had a, uh, my, Enter your teaching, right? So I'm brand new, green, straight from Langston University. Uh-huh. Langston prepped us pretty well. Uh-huh. You know, they they showed us how to teach to all students, not right. just one specific type. So yeah. I remember going to this symposium, and the person basically said, for every one year of an ineffective teacher, it takes two years of an effective teacher to catch them up. And so that, of course, like rocked all of my brain. Yeah. And from that point on, I would always confront those bad teachers. Wow. But I wouldn't do it in front of the kids because, right. you know, you just, yeah. right. But during PLCs, during common planning times, during staff meetings, I'm like, you cheating these kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm not sure right. those conversations. And, and so I was great. that person when, when you talked about slamming the door in the face. I was that type of teacher where I'd grab that kid and I'd walk that kid right to that room, open the door, let that kid go in, shut that door. We can have the conversation later because right. you, a, a lot of our teachers, not all of them, but a lot of our teachers, they just don't treat the students right. Yeah. And yeah. I was never that silent type. That after, <laughs> like I said, after that entry year, that first year and hearing that in the symposium, they were like, it's, it's, it's our job to speak up for those students who don't have those voices. It's our job to speak up for those parents who, who are seeing those inaccuracies, right? Who are seeing mm-hmm. those inequities, who are seeing these teachers be mean and evil and bully the students and the students can't fight back because then they'll go to jail. Right. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. And then of course, I mean, just being blunt and real. There's always some racial tensions in those com- conversations. Uh, a lot of times, a um, lot, a lot of times. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 it really is. And it and sometimes there's uh, low expectations of I don't think that kid can do the work. Yes, and I'm like that kid can do the work. Mm-hmm. You just don't believe in them, and so you're giving them, you know, crossword puzzles and calling that reading <laughs> grades. Like no, like push these students. They 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 can learn. Right, but you got to teach too, and I uh, yeah, we could go into that. That that would be another episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, having those biased conversations are very, and the kids know. Yeah. Oh like, yes. Like, because it'd be like, hey, this teacher never picks on the white kids, and I'm like, I, what, I don't know what to do about that at yeah. that point. But yeah. it's and then that goes all the way back to the to the top of like when students know when a teacher has, mm-hmm. yeah. Like those students in my class knew Danielle could teach. Right. Yep. Even though she had done none of the teacher programs. Right. They saw something in her right. where she, she yep. cared for every student, but she mm-hmm. also was like high expectations. But she also was like, let me hear your voice. Oh, I love what you said. Share it out loud to everybody. Like students know when there's a genuine teacher. 
those middle school, high school students will let you know. Mm-hmm. And and they will walk out of class. They, mm-hmm. they, they will torture those teachers who treat them unfairly. And some of them get in trouble for it a lot of times unjustly because they need a voice. So, yeah, yes. I was that teacher. Uh, that, that was my one thing that I saw significantly change was like, oh, not just the teachers are unfair to these kids, but there are some leaders who don't really believe in all these kids. Why are you at this school? If right. You don't yeah. believe in these students. Yeah. And that's get out. <laughs> I was going to say, and that's the that's the root of it. And uh, we, we've gone down this road in this conversation. There are people that get so deep and we know there's a lot of people leaving education right now. But it's one thing to leave education when you're in year two, three, four, where, okay, maybe you don't have a family, maybe you don't have a mortgage yet, or it, it's really beginning stages and you're only making X amount of dollars. But once you get like six, eight years in, even though teachers aren't like paid like a ton of money, you're making more than you're going to probably – I know. And so to make, to make that switch at that point. So now they're stuck there and then they go into admin because they're tired of the kids in. I remember one colleague wanting to be a principal Mm -hmm. and she was like, I can't wait to be a principal. I don't have to deal with these kids. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you in education? (laughs) I know. I know. I I don't need you here at all. And we had a rough conversation. She didn't like me and I didn't Mm -hmm. care. Because you, you, can't talk about these, you can't talk about these kids like this. No. And then your resume shows that you were at that rough school. And then they put you as the principal, but you don't care about kids. Like, right. yes. to, to me, there, there's some, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm and, that person. And I, I wish I were that person. Like, I, I've been in meetings where teachers will be sitting around. They'll be like, oh, man, I just hate this kid. I'm like, you're in your 50s and you hate a 13-year-old. <laughs> that says more about you than them. Yeah. And why do you hate that 13 year Let's unpack this like a standard. Why right. is it that you actually <laughs> hate, you hate this kid? Yeah. Does this kid do something to you or you just don't like how this kid is moving? Like, Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to be in control and they're not like your little you know, robots or whatever yeah. to, to, to move around. Like, it's like, but if they're not doing exactly what you say, well, no, they're, they're human beings with, you know, feelings and ambitions and other things. Like maybe your class, it just sucks. Like that, yeah. that yeah, I mean, class, and, and that's the hard truth. And I'm glad that there are so many uh, books and research and workshops now that people are doing to, to give that hard truth. Your classroom yeah. management sucks. Right. Yeah. And your delivery of the content and and some content's harder to make fun and interesting than others, but your delivery of the content is horrible. No one wants to hear that. I teach grammar. The kids love it. Yeah. (laughs) Even then, like if you are still teaching in this 1940s style of teaching Mm -hmm. with this 21st century kid who has technology at the palm of their hands, but in your classroom, put them up, got to be straight rows. Like, of course, your classroom is going to be boring. Oh, yeah. Especially post-pandemic. And then you want to blame that 13-year-old kid. No, that 13-year-old kid is waiting to do something fun, to mm-hmm. learn in an, an engaging way. But here you are doing the principal's meeting or the staff meeting or doing PLC time, and you over here uh, going off on this kid, mm-hmm. and it's not the kid's fault. Your mm-hmm. classroom management is trash. You're, you're teaching <laughs> it. Like, and, I, and I had a conversation this year, and I, and, and the teacher is. They're, they're, they're close to me and done, hopefully. And, and the teacher said to me, well, the kids are just getting worse. And that's what I'm like. Oh, mm. I, I'm like, so, and I, I have two ways that I handle that. 
Did you one, tell him to retire? One, one <laughs> was, and this one was. I was like, no, you're you're just getting old. That's that's the answer. But <laughs> but the but the other reply is to kind of like to bring perspective, and it's a little more joking, but it, but I think it helps. It goes, yeah. Phew, wish we had some of those like. 1700 kids those were the good ones you know like but after the 1800s they they, they really went that downhill i mean honestly if we could get back to get some like some like some kids from like the like the the 400s and 500s that's when kids really behaved and respected their elders and 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 i and need cared a haunted victorian child yeah, that's I mean, all i need you know? and i'm like no I, I said there were kids it wasn't tiktok it was comic books you know what i mean it wasn't vaping maybe it was it was cigarettes and it was you know Kids when couldn't snuff, put, yeah, where yeah. they would dip and put the dip in, they, yeah, right, or gum underneath the table, like there's, 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 yeah. you know, people like, are people, right? Kids been, but I kids, hear teachers say that it, kids it been makes getting busy in the in the bathroom since since there were bathrooms, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's them saying that they want absolute silence and compliance in a classroom, right? Mm-hmm. And they want whatever they say to be the truth. Versus mm-hmm. having these students actually figure out how to learn. The teacher does not want to change or improve his or her practice. They don't yeah. want to do the work. Yes. Right. That's, the work that's, is so much easier just to have y'all, y'all shut up, sit over there, open the page, whatever, read this. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is one response I usually have when teachers are like complaining about like some kids' behavior. It's like, oh man, wish there was someone who could teach him. but like uh, what i was also i was having a similar conversation with with the teachers you know complaining oh kids these days and whatnot and what i realized is oh okay you want them to be afraid of the teacher yes and they're not afraid of you because why should they because being afraid actually is not good for education like you learn less your brain shuts down more you're just more compliant you want compliant kids you don't want kids learning Right. And then they try to confuse the compliance or the fear for respect. Well, these kids don't respect me. You haven't given them a reason to respect you. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. In <laughs> order to get respect, you must earn it. Right. So everybody comes in on that first day of school with an even slate. Yes. And if you are saying harsh things, if you are doing wrong things, if from the grapevine or in the hallway during passing period, you're saying racist, misogynistic, or any of that stuff. When it mm. comes in the classroom, they're not going to respect you. No. no. If you are giving favoritism to this student or that student because they are part of your cheer squad or they're on your team, but these students over here, like students know. So, yeah, yeah. I need you to quit. I, I hate that we <laughs> have so many teachers leaving the profession for whatever yeah. reason, but I sure wish that there was like some secret audit that we could do and be like, you're just not a good teacher for yeah. these kids. Yeah, so let's well, vote. Wanna, can we vote them off the island, know. please? Yeah, can we, yeah. you know what I mean? And we as teachers know, right? Like oh. if we were to put a true serum in us, we knew which teachers at those schools were bad for the students. And the students but know we too. needed the seat fillers. We needed them as seat fillers. And so yeah. they got to keep their job. Of all the surveys we do, that's the one that's missing. Yes. There needs to be a trust that learning happens in your room. And if you have an ineffective lesson and they, for whatever reason it goes sideways and we all have lessons that just bomb, we thought this was going to work. And like, like you now need to build back the trust that they're going to walk out of your room knowing more than they knew when they walked in. And so it takes a little while for them to kind of like believe that or that content. They now think that content is the problem. They go, well, I can't learn long division or 
um, you know, whatever it is. It's like, no, 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 it's not that. It's like, I delivered it poorly. We're going to, I'm, I'm re revamping this. We're going to learn it today. And you, and, and if you do that, then all of a sudden the kids do, they're like, oh, I thought that was much harder than it was. Like, no, that was my bad. <laughs> I love how so many of today's teachers walk in those classrooms with that mindset mm -hmm. where it used to be, oh, the whole class got Fs. Oh, no, they, they, they suck. But right. now it's like the whole class got Fs. I taught it wrong because right. the whole class shouldn't have gotten Fs. No. I love how we as educators are reframing that. There's still mm -hmm. some people who aren't. Um, right. Again, I need you to uh, turn in your badge, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You can oh. be you can be on the substitute teacher list or something. Like I I don't right. need hurting and harming our students anymore. Yeah. So, no. so building on this conversation, Andre, I know you moved into, when did you move into administration? So I was an ed tech for the district. And then that's when, once again, the hats started to pile on. They figured out, oh, not only do you do ed tech, you're really good at PD. Oh, not only do you do PD, you know how to unpack standards. Mm -hmm. Oh, not only unpacking standards, you you have administrative things. Can you go over here and help this teacher? We won't pay you, but no. can, you, can you go over here and offer some advice? We would love for you to do the ed tech, because I was still there, do the right. ed tech at this school, but in the spare time, in the planning, stay for lunch and share some of your culture building, you know, attend this staff meeting and, and do one of the culture building so I became that and I, I had a mom. Well, I still have a mom. My mom <laughs> was the principal for 40 something years. Mm -hmm. So that was my database of this is what great leadership looks like. And so mm -hmm. pushing all that together, uh, that's where the administrative experience and teaching principals how to be better principals kind of came on. Mm -hmm. So, so do you have any, like for, from that lens, uh, do, do you, feel like you learned or, or, or grew like anything from when you started in that to, to now anything about your mindset that it changed? Yeah. The biggest thing is, it's just that you cannot have seat fillers as your staff. Mm -hmm. And in our, in Oklahoma, we have a 3000 uh, teacher shortage. Yeah. And so we're just trying to pull in whomever. Yeah. And, and you're going to have a whole lot of hits and misses. And I get that. And my heart goes out. Even at some of our colleges, they've closed teacher programs because there's just not enough people mm. in those programs. Yeah. Uh, but you cannot have seat fillers. Yeah. I need you teachers in Oklahoma or principals and administrators go to another state and recruit. Yeah. Go to other teacher colleges that have surplus and bring them in. Put a package together that will bring them like they are free agents. You're not going to get LeBron to come to Oklahoma City unless you put a really good package in. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You got to do that. Uh, and a lot of our administrators are kind of doing that. Um, that that's that's my thinking here. Your yeah. staff, your staff has to to really believe that all kids can learn. Wish I had a time machine to see how this is all going to play out because we're getting to the point. There does come a point where people go, well, geez, we can't actually have a school that functions until we get more teachers. And the reason we don't have more teachers is because we don't 
pay them enough and then da da da. And I think that it's going to swing back the other way. My only concern is, and I think that it's going to have had this conversation, is that they are going to get seat fillers, as, as you referred to them, that they're going to spend the money on this prepackaged curriculum and have just people just deliver like robots something that they um that they think and i actually heard this analogy on this this week you eat a nice meal sometimes it's a sometimes it's the chef sometimes it's the ingredients but most times it's the chef and like you were talking about danielle whatever book you gave her to read to that class was going to work because you had a chef in the room you know what I mean? And like, there are school districts who think, well, if we just get the ingredients, because over here at this school, their test scores were blah, blah, blah. So if we just get whatever ingredients they use and bring it here, it doesn't matter if, if our teachers can cook or not. We just get some warm bodies and tell them, stick this stuff in the pot and, and serve it to the kids. And the kids are like, this tastes disgusting. That's also the theory of the cafeterias, but go on. It is. <laughs> I, I love this analogy. Yeah. And I'm going to borrow this. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll just let you know that. The right. shelf versus By the... borrow, he means steal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Teachers borrow. Yeah. Right. Right. As a source, we'll do APA formatting. You know. And that's... <laughs> but that's what good chefs do as well. Chefs do steal. You know what I mean? Chefs oh, go, yeah. oh, I got to take a little bit of this and take a little bit of this. And I'm going to kind of mix it together and, and make my own thing. And yeah. we need we need chefs. We don't need people that are just going to like drop fries and you know and, and give our kids like a McLesson. We we need <laughs> McLesson. Thank you. Yes, I just made that up on the spot. But they're all yeah, good. That's a, that's or, or or if they do drop fries, um, coming to America. Yeah, you, the the famous scene. Louis Anderson. He's like, I first started on fries. Now I'm cutting lettuce. And then that's where the big bucks, like there's some growth with it. So drop your fries yes. while we're doing this ingredients, but grow as a teacher. Yes. Because that's, we, we want you to be that chef. There are some people who are already chefs and they're cooking in education, right. but there are some others who are perhaps a sous chef. Yes. Or who are perhaps just on the, on the block learning the ropes. Uh, yeah. we, we, we need them all. Right. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta believe in yourself to say, you know, is the food that I'm preparing actually real food? Is it good food? Right. Is it going to be healthy to the people who I serve? Yes. Or, nah, they don't deserve this food, so I'm just going to throw anything that I want out there for them. Right. Uh, I think that's where we are in education. Sometimes the standards that we get are like, what is this? You know, like yeah. an octopus eye and um, I've got to put this together. But the true chefs can take goofy standards that we have to teach and make at least a palatable meal out of yeah. it versus, versus um, whatever. So it's, it's not always easy, but you have to go, okay, I'm going to take a little bit what the state gave me. I'm going to mix in some of this stuff from the pantry here right. and, um, and serve the up something The state good. gives us wet spinach without any spices because yes. it's healthy, Yes, but nobody wants to eat it. And I think that's what makes those special teachers those special teachers mm -hmm. where you see that is the octopus eye and you're like, what are the rest of these ingredients? And instead of complaining about it mm -hmm. or just sitting and complaining, you complain, but you're like, okay, I'm going to make a meal out of this. Here we go. This is what I've got. I'm going to make it work no matter what, because right. whoever I'm feeding, they deserve this meal. Yes. Um, there are some of those in education where they see those ingredients and they're like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. Yes. This, this isn't, and then they complain the entire time without looking for a solution. 
Uh, I think with COVID, the way COVID hit and shut down everything, including education, Mm -hmm. we got a sense of what is really true when it comes to education. Yeah. We couldn't hide it behind an A plus school anymore. We couldn't hide it behind who has what tech or what school is this A rating or who's the top 100 schools of Mm -hmm. all, like all of that got thrown away. And it was, how are you best serving your students? Yes. And I love that that it took that to be a reset. Now I hate it because, you know, almost a million people have died from yes. And the effects of that and the trauma and the PTSD. Right. Right. And the kids that are struggling to to learn how to socialize and all those, those challenges that were. I'm appreciative that it shut down all of the political games and they were like, we just want to teach. Right. And I'm seeing that start again, but I'm also starting to see it lean back to let's get it back to ways how it used to be. Yeah. Um, And it's it's separated a little bit. Some of those teachers that we were that we were talking about Mm -hmm. out there that that couldn't do it. The teachers who are chefs like having to teach on Zoom and whatever learning management system you might have had to navigate or whatever it was. It all came with all that stuff was like the octopus eye or maybe it was an ingredient that you ended up liking. I don't know that you had to figure out how to go. Okay, how do I make what I do work in in this situation? And no, because going back to what I was saying before, no kids are afraid or intimidated on a Zoom. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. So if that was your management technique, it didn't work. Yeah. And we saw those teachers lose their mind. And it was a little cathartic and enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. But these kids, bad for the kids, these kids won't turn on their screens. Oh, well, what are you going to do about it? Teach anyway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see their bedroom? I don't. Yeah. 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 It was it was a great separator, and, and it it really revealed a lot of inequities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and yeah. I'm, I'm once again that's the conversation I'm appreciative of now because now these administrators, these leaders, these principals, these instructional coaches are now aware of that. Yes, where before they could just pretend like they didn't see it. You can't you can't pretend like you didn't see it now. Yeah, um, yeah. and some of these teachers who they thought were really great at teaching. No, they were just great at giving content. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't differentiate. They right. didn't know how to scaffold. Um, right. so I'm appreciative to the great teachers out there. Our li- your listeners here who are great teachers who are for all kids and giving their best for all the students. Yeah. Mad yeah. love to them. For the ones yeah. who, who aren't, uh, please just turn in your back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean... I wish we could. I don't. I don't know. We we need like a little place for them to go and um. You know, a farm yeah. upstate. No, go back to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would happily be a professor, and we can just go through all of the teacher program again. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Alrighty, so we're we're getting towards the end here. So we haven't talked much at all about um the podcast and I've like, I've listened a little bit and I know you're on YouTube and I guess it's the question I got you. That's like the nuts and bolts of it. Do you consider it like a YouTube channel that also has a podcast or a podcast that also has a YouTube channel or do you consider it both? Hey, you're the mastermind. Oh, okay. I, I would say both. I know oftentimes I watch more YouTube than listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's also because since I am working from home, um, I normally have the screen up and I can just cycle through all of my watch list. Uh, yeah. For those who are on that travel path and they commute, 
that is some some great stories that they can hear through Spotify or Pandora, Apple Music, other places. Right. So it's a little bit of both. Some people like okay. the visual of us laughing mm-hmm. uh, when we discuss some of the stories, and some people just rather hear. Yeah, and my wife listens to YouTube in the car. And like has like YouTube playlists. Like she's not actually watching the video, but she is just like that's like her her thing, and she just listens to. The, and I know there's other people that do that as well. Like she just made like a YouTube playlist of whatever you know, and, and do that. Commercials too, uh, unless yeah. you purchase like the premium from any of the other stations. But yeah, there we go. So give us like so we want you know, sticking with the food analogy right we want just a little bit we're, we're at um costco or sam's right now okay and so before we go on to the um what happened was am i saying that right what happened was right yes um yeah. and um youtube channel or on um the whatever we'll put the links in in the show notes serve us up a little a little free sample of some of the stories that you that you've shared on there because it's kind of like we share funny stories i mean we always work them in throughout the, the podcast but it's really more like the the meat of your um of your guys um podcast yes is is the funny story so go ahead yes so we just like to hear stories (laughs) (laughs) there's always a story there's always a story yes always so one of the funniest stories that we heard i'm just definitely thinking about it okay was when um was he a principal or a teacher at the time he was a teacher at the time okay so he stole, if you will, the uh, another teacher's lunch mm. from the refrigerator. Okay. And he, he ate it up and the teacher was sent an email and was like, you know, who ate my lunch? Someone <laughs> stole my lunch from the, um, <laughs> the staff refrigerator. And, you know, this guy, he thought nothing about it. But then it turned out the teacher who he stole it from. Um, was pregnant and she had a special diet. Ooh! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. And and he was he 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 replied all on the email like, "How dare that person <laughs> still? Y'all know she's pregnant. Ooh, what you, what you think? Like he gave him the fire, uh, and then he found out it was. I just something that did at my school, you know, and they said to me. So we had like at the time we had trailers that they were they were doing construction. One building was getting torn down. And they were going to build a new one. So there was these trailers in the in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, "Was it your lunch that I ate yesterday?" And I'm like, "No. Why did you eat someone else's lunch?" He's like, "Well, like I was in here and I got what I thought was mine out of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. and then I walked all the way back to the trailers and I and I opened up the um thing." And so I didn't want to walk all the way back with the lunchbox because I was I'm like, like, dude, like, no. What just savages in this town? I, I know. I'm like, no, but, um, you know, just so you know, the, um, you know, the ambulance that came by. Yeah, it's because of um, um, teacher so-and-so that they're diabetic and they didn't they they, they had a their sugar drop because they didn't eat their lunch because you had oh. it in the trailers, which is not true. But I just just to, you know, yeah. <laughs> Give it to them. Make make them feel it a little bit more. Right. Don't yeah. eat someone else's lunch. Yeah, yeah like, that's basically what happened to this story. He said that the Tupperware looked very similar to his Tupperware. So he was like, can't nobody else have this exact Tupperware, even though they did. Even though the uh, food's right. different. Like, if, like, if anybody's regularly stealing your lunch, there's three words that are going to help you. Yes. Ghost chili peppers. There you go. You'll find out real quick who it is. 
There you go. There you go. That's and that that always that's that's always a good one. Yeah. Unless that person takes the heat. Yeah, unless they like good <laughs> A little bit of heat. Yeah. yeah. They eat it like, hey, this tastes great. This is mm. Mm. going back for this one. All right. Any any more other stories you want to share? Uh well what I love about our podcast is we do all of the stories, the funny ones, the meaningful ones, the sad ones, whatever. I mean, one of the reasons we started the podcast was we were talking shop one day mm-hmm. and we ran through at least 15 funny stories. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if we are having them, I know there are more funny stories that people have. Yes. Yes. And you're your teachers. They don't hear about these stories in teacher college no. uh, because it's just all theory and preparing to pass whatever those tests are. And so that's kind of how it started. Okay. Uh, I was sharing my story of I had a third grader who was uh, emotionally disturbed and he was a runner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of uh, entry year too. once again, that same entry year. And the teachers was like, you might want to keep an eye on that one. He's a runner. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, he won't run for me. I can run just as fast. <laughs> right. And one day I was teaching. And I just remember uh, one of the girls, they raised their hand. They said, uh, Mr. Dowdy. I said, yes, he's gone. And I looked and you could just see just like a cartoon. The papers were in the air <laughs> oh and my. they were just flying down. And he was sprinting. Wow. And behind our school is a TV weather tower station antenna. Oh. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to climb that antenna Wow. And do the rock, the Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop off of. Wow. That's a plan. And he was in a full sprint. And so he's got about 60, 70 yards on me. Cause by the time I realized he was gone, he was already down the stairs, out the back door. Oh my. And you had on dress shoes. And I had on dress shoes. Mm. So, so you abandoned your class. And I, at the time I'm, I'm, I'm still fairly young, so I can run. So I'm chasing after him. He jumps over the barbed wire fence. Oh, no God. injuries, no oh, cuts, no anything. And he gets about 10 feet in the air of this uh, antenna. And so I'm still running after him. And I'm oh. like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my uh, heart. My brain. They're both going crazy. Yes, go ahead. My job is done. I'm done. Right. I'm, I just started. I'm done. You know, I'm about to get married. I'm done. So right. I jump over the barbed wire. I get cut up. My pants Ugh. cut up. Everything's cut up. I climb up and I get him about the 10th foot or whatever. And as soon as I grab him, I'm out of breath. I also have asthma. I'm out of breath. And I'm like, you crazy. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, you got me. And then he just calms down. Nice. There you go. And then he jumps back over the barbed wire the fence. fence. No cut. And I'm like, I got to jump back over. I get cut up. I've done this. You've done this. Yeah. We walk back to the room, uh, back to the office. I'm upset. My my clothes are cut up. I go inside the office and uh, the principal says, I told you he was a runner. And that's all she said. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Stories like that will will brighten up your day. Yes. (laughs) We've all probably had a runner story in our life. Oh, um, and that's just what our podcast is about. It's just sharing nice. some stories, the good, the bad, and everything <laughs> in between. 
There we go. I was always that teacher that if like a kid has a bag of Takis, like, uh, can I have some? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, can I put my hand there? And like, I always try to be respectful, but I want some Takis if, 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 if we're eating Takis in the classroom. And so, so kid A is like, hey, Mr. Mealy, help me out here. On the other side of me is someone else that's got Lifesaver what, wild berry gummies, like the big, the big bag, right? Which, by the way, are delicious. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, can you pass those from so-and-so to me? And I'm like, so, but I dump two out on my, on my hand and I, and I give it to the, um, to the other kid and I stick the two in my mouth. I'm, mm, okay. And so kids sitting at the, at the table there, she goes, Mr. Mealy, what if those were edibles? And I'm like, well, I guess I'd have to put on different music. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good comeback. It's a good one. <laughs> and then I just walked away. Like, right. Yes. Okay. And the kids are like looking at each other, like, because they expect you not to know anything about any, yes, of, yeah. any of that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and I'm sure that they laughed at that, just oh. like you laughed at it. Right. You went on your way. Exactly. Exactly. They, they thought they, they they thought that was good stuff. Yeah, like, right. That's the cool teacher. That cool teacher know about that edibles. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So, Andre and Danielle, we you've got the podcast. Andre speaks and um. Andre's on the Twitter. Danielle is a lurker, so don't try and find her. Um, and what else is there? Anything else we want to like um, promote or um, say before we before we get off the air here? Yes, uh, our podcast is called "See What Had Happened." Um, I believe it is biweekly. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. <laughs> Listen, I am just the the co-host. Yeah. Okay, you just show up and do your thing, huh? That's right. Yeah. This this is the the whole brain. <laughs> you're you're the Tedisco. I get there it. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That's yes. It. But, um, we do have a good time on the show, and mm-hmm. we would love for you guys to um follow us. On yeah. Our, on YouTube mm-hmm. and on um, all social media platforms. Yeah, and okay. and all those links are in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. scroll down, clink. Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate it and um, love having you guys. And like you said, check them out. Enjoy their YouTube. Hear some more funny stories. Obviously, if you like this show, you like funny stories because we're always telling them. So there's more. There's there's an infinite amount of of um, education funny stories out there. So go get you some more. And as we always say at the end, stay unprofessional. Thank you and stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional. Stay unprofessional.